I'll come back. 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 That doesn't. I don't like that. I know that feeling. That's a tear. I've I have been there. It is a bad feeling. How how do I how do I click the Google? What? Oh, that that. Fix my Google Bing. Fix my Google Bing. My favorite thing is you help someone with a problem, you fix it. An unrelated problem happens, and then they blame your fix for that problem. Yes. Yes! Oh my god! I've so had that! Yep, touch any computer once and it's your responsibility forever. It is, yes. It's that, it's not the, it's not the internet, it's that Foxfire thing you installed. <laughs> the Foxfire! I've heard that before. Why'd you download the... Why'd you download this Norton antivirus virus? He keeps telling me to stop activating my files. <laughs> I can't download my toolbars anymore. It's, maybe it's because of that update thing. Can you downdate? What do you mean uTorrent is illegal? Hello and welcome to the barcast with the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening have come up with extremely spooky Halloween themed nicknames. So, Milk, what's your nickname? Say the joke, damn it. You can't just ruin it like that. Okay, both of milk. Both of these glasses of milk. <laughs> We have Grandma Werfer. Grandma, you say. Grandma Werfer. I just dabbed. That's the most terrifying thing. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> we have Ligma Mataka. Here's my costume. <laughs> oh, you're the short one, I get <clears throat> Rab Skellington. I've got nothing intelligent to say. I don't think anyone does, and I'm Frankenpriest. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this very special Halloween-themed, I guess, barcast. This week, we have a very special guest straight out of that feature box. We have one of the amazing writers that has really risen to fame over amazing stories recently. You've, you've noticed them. I've noticed them. We've read them. I've cried to them. We have Magnet Volt. Hey. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for joining us on, on a holiday that normally people go out and have fun on, and you're, you're with us. Well, I write my Little Pony fan fiction, so I have no social life. Just like us. And just yeah. like you, who's listening on iTunes and Google Play. I've just insulted our entire audience. From so viewers like you. Hey, you might be listening live since you have nothing to do tonight. <laughs> <sighs> thank you. 
thank you for joining us on Twitch. If you haven't watched the Barcast before, hello and welcome. We're a community-oriented podcast where you request the guests. We politely ask them on. You ask them questions. We make them miserable for about two hours. You want to catch up on previous episodes of the show, such as Andrea Lemon, John Delancey, Dusty Cat, Bill Newton, and many, many more people from the show and from the fandom. Please check us out on places like iTunes, Google Play. Well, actually, that place is dead now. Uh, Spotify, and all the places where you can digest your podcast candy-related material. We're also streaming live on Twitch right now, where you can see that we have a drinking word for this evening. Priest, God. (laughs) Priest, what is the drinking word? Why, thank you, Priest. The drinking word for this evening is the. Also, if you hear my doorbell, take a drink, because fucking Halloween, kids. Thank you, Priest. I really appreciate that segue. You're so good at this. I think you. We should uh, talk later. You know, get a little hand this on the hand. Right? Getting so weird. <laughs> it's, it's all the body parts he's built out of. They, they came with the other personalities. Mm-hmm. All right. Without further ado, we have certain com- you know topics that we don't discuss. Be sure we're watching for questions out in the chat for all of you who are watching. Uh, we don't touch topics such as religion, politics, or you know, real names and shit like that. But without further ado, we have some basic questions that we always ask our guests. Let's start from the very top. Magnet, let's introduce you to the crew. Who are you and what do you do in the fandom? Uh, my name is Magnet Bolt, and uh, I write a lot of terrible fan fiction, some of which gets into the feature box inexplicably. Uh, people seem to like it. Uh, mostly I write about uh, Sunset Shimmer. Uh, currently I'm working on a uh, sequel to one of my stories, uh, Mythic Dawn, called uh, Second Sunrise, which for some reason hasn't cracked the feature box yet, but it'll get there. With your writing style and your skill, I'm sure it will. But that said, I see that your profile was made in 2014. That that almost seems kind of a little late in terms of some of the people that have been in the fandom since 2012. How did you get into MLP? I actually got into it. I was... Uh, big on 4chan at the time, mostly on the uh, role-playing game boards, and I saw people talking about the this, a new show for My Little Pony, which wasn't exactly my fandom, but I had been dating somebody who was into the original G1 show, mm-hmm. so I was familiar enough with it. I'd seen every episode multiple times, so I started to watch the new one, and it was significantly better and just uh, kept at it. I first got into it around the midpoint of season one. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Um, then what would you consider your favorite part of the fandom that you're in, that, that we are in? Excuse me. Um, what kind of keeps you here? The online community, fanfics, cons, music. Like there's so many pieces to our little fandom. What keeps you here? Definitely what keeps me here is the other people, especially getting to know some of the really great writers and artists that we have in the fandom. Uh, Unlike some fandoms which can get really toxic, uh, thankfully a lot of our really skilled uh, fandom members are also really good people at heart. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the correct answer was what keeps you here is magnetism because you're made out of magnets. We could have also gone with the magic of friendship. You know, hearing all that praise makes me feel dirty. I didn't include you on that. I didn't say you were great. Boom! Got him! Headshot! Fine. 
Now, the next question is a little more difficult, but we love to ask it to our guests, kind of get a little bit inside their head. Um, the generation four of the show is over, and kind of the lightning of a bottle that brought this marvelous community together in its current form is gone. Uh, we have Equestria Girls kind of spinoff shows that are still happening. G5 is in production. There may be little shorts here and there up on YouTube from Hasbro sites, but in general, Generation 4 is over and Pony Life isn't a thing. Don't say it is. Um, where do we as a community go from here? What what do we do to make ourselves as relevant to, say, Trekkies or Star Wars fans or other niche communities? Well, you know, before I was into My Little Pony, I was big into Transformers. And one thing about Transformers is no iteration of the series ever lasted more than three or four years, at least in cartoon form. I'm not counting the Michael Bay movies because those just went drastically downhill every time. Mm -hmm. So every few years, you just had to get used to something rebooting, getting all the new character designs, a few new characters, losing what continuity you had, just picking up pieces from there. And so I'm pretty positive about what's going to come next for ponies, you know? Gen 5 is probably going to be great. We just have to wait and see. As long as we don't consider pony life to be Gen 5. No, it is not. It, it doesn't exist. I don't know it's, what you're talking about. It's, it's 4.5. Well, that almost sums it up, actually, with an older version of MLP that nobody likes to talk about. Yeah, G35 was not amazing either. Like Party I said, I, was, I knew people that were into it beforehand, and even they didn't like that. Mm. Mm -hmm. You telling me you don't like that oh, that great episode of babies horrific looking Scootaloo sliding around on her knees? Stop. <laughs> this sounds like the opening of a snuff film. Just because or... this is a Halloween episode doesn't mean we can be that spooky. Yes, it's Equestria's version of Serbian film. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> Number five, Magnet. Last question before we throw you to the wolves. Who is best pony? Sunset Shimmer. That was an easy one. Good choice show, show, of horse. Show your homework. Why is she best? Yeah, she's the best horse because we know almost nothing about her, so you can project a lot onto her. Starts out as a villain, so you get a nice tragic backstory that's, not, that's mostly just implied. And then she gets to be redeemed in, her, in a movie, uh, more or less the main character in Quest Free Girls after that. Um, and she wears a leather jacket. I mean, all that just kind of works out. You know, you have a really great point there. What is Sunset Shimmer's personality? I've written her in, like, six different stories, and now I'm just kind of like, shit, is Sunset, is, is the real Sunset Shimmer the friends we made along the way? Yeah, you can, you can project anything onto her. You can make her uh, the queen bitch. You can make her... This really nice person, you could have her be totally angsty and half-redeemed. It's great. Whatever you need for the story, she can fit into it. That's lewd. But I'm not opposed I to I didn't that. say fit into her. I said fit her mm -hmm. into the story. Lick which, the balls. Which is a much... That's some really much weird more... warrior into there, buddy. Let's, let's not get into king shaming <laughs> and let's get into the thread. I've only written, I've only written one four story. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure the readers just ate it up. <laughs> Seton is up first with questions. Speaking of, god damn it! Speaking of eating, 
What is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that's really unhealthy, but it's just so good? Uh, that's a tough one. I I guess it would have to be potato chips. I know it's kind of a lame answer, but that's I eat so many Doritos and chips. It's kind of like my comfort food. It's it's not lame if you tell us the best flavor of potato chip. Uh, the best flavor for potato chips would be Middlesworth Jalapeno. The best for Doritos would be Doritos Blaze, which are no longer on the market, unfortunately. I've never heard of that. They were kind of this like uh, super spicy, very Spanish tomatoey type flavor. Mm, okay. Well, you, hear, you want a sinful flavor for your Doritos? Just buy you, your basic bitch uh, Doritos and dip them in vanilla ice cream. What is wrong with you? That sounds horrifying. It's fucking good, though. It is fucking good. <laughs> Look, I don't even dip fries in a Wendy's Frosty. I'm not going to start dipping Doritos in vanilla ice cream. Do you, do you all remember how delicious potato chips used to be before they removed trans fats? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. They also lasted a lot longer without going stale. Right? They did. It makes me wonder what, like, kettle chips with trans fat, like, salt and vinegar would be, because that's my favorite. Like, it's They'd just... briefly be delicious. They'd briefly? <laughs> They'd briefly be delicious. And then you'd be in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of the hospital, what is the biggest or weirdest fear that you have? Hmm. I have terrible social anxiety all the time, so... But that's not weird in this fandom, so that probably doesn't count as weird. Nah. <laughs> and, you're, and you're doing great right now. I would Number say the uh, my other one would be eating brains. There's just something that squicks me out about that. Oh, God! Okay, yes. Totally. I had... Okay, so Pencil and I started watching the show. Um, Pencil's one of the casters who has, isn't on this <laughs> evening, unfortunately, but... We started watching the show called Dragula, and in one of the elimination challenges for the drag queens who did poorly that episode, they're supposed to eat a brain with hot sauce on it, and I almost vomited watching it. It was <laughs> it was awful. Oh my god. Yeah. This. Uh, okay. So there was somebody I knew whose parent, their dad, had the strangest breakfast food that they would take a can of pork brains. And a couple of eggs, and they would scramble them together, and they would just eat it like that with no seasoning. Okay, so number one, where the hell do you find just canned pork brain? Well, how is this a thing? I'd probably be surprised. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google canned pork brains. So I totally believe that I have this, like, black hole as I, like, walk through, like... Target, and then it's like my I purposely overlooked the pork brains on the shelf. It, like, it, oh, says, it says canned pork brains with milk gravy. Yeah. Oh, no, why would you do this to us? And you just scramble that with some eggs. Oh, God. And they sell them at Walmart. Oh. All right. Number three why is bagged milk the best milk? Well, I uh, I live in the United States where we don't have bagged milk and we have freedom instead. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <coughs> oh God, I almost. Oh, I had a little acid reflux seeing that pork brains picture. You really shouldn't have looked. 
Oh. Now that's your greatest fear. Nope. Number four. <laughs> what is your one annoying habit? So something other people do that annoys you or something you do that annoys other people or both? Uh, I am terrible about cleaning up my plates after I eat. I tend to put them on the side and then forget about them. So I will get a stack of plates until I run out of plates. You too, huh? Yeah. I've been there. I've been there. And then I run out of plates, so then I use bowls. And then I run out of bowls, so I just use, like, my hands. You never got into that. That sounds really bad for soup, like hot soup. Have <laughs> <laughs> none of you ever gone to the point of desperation where you just ate cereal out of a cup? I have. I've, I've done that, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Number five, what is the theme song for your sex life? Uh, 433. What? I haven't heard of this song. Uh, it is a famous song by John Cage that is uh, composed entirely of rests and silence. That is the most imaginative and unique answer we've ever gotten. Imaginativity answer. Number number six. Do you watch anime by chance? I do. Probably too what much. Are, what are your favorites? Uh, Garden Lagan's the easy but really popular answer. So there's there's one I think everybody has seen and enjoyed. But for more of an obscure one, uh, I do like to watch stuff. I do like to see what the exact title is. I want to make sure I get this one right because... Describe it. Uh, Suisse no Gargantia. I think it's on Netflix still. It's a uh, it's another mecha show, but it's much more self-contained, kind of serious, but shorter. It's only like thirteen episodes. I'd highly recommend that to anybody. I'm also a big fan of uh, the Comic Writer series, which is a little bit harder to find than anime, but. Some of them are, are well worth watching. Awesome. Number seven. Today is the wonderful day of Spook Spook. Do you have any unexplainable stories of spook from your life, and would you share them with us? Uh, okay, so my grandfather lived in a really, really old house that had previously been a funeral home. Uh... And that was the most haunted place I have ever been in. And I've been to the Winchester Mystery House. I've been to different haunted hotels and stuff. But his house was the only one that scared the shit out of me. Um, multiple times, I've had things disappear and reappear when you weren't looking at them. Mm -hmm. Other people have seen things move um it, it was it's one of it was one of those inexplicably terrifying things like at one point he owned a shotgun and shot at something that turned out to that just disappeared right in front of him wow you know what a way made the scenario worse you you live in a haunted house and 
your dildo or flashlight goes missing and then reappears. So you just throw that away or continue using it. You don't want to use it after Spook has had it. If you get ectoplasm up there, you get a really terrible yeast infection. But I mean, it's, then it's not <laughs> masturbation anymore. At least you've got like some help. Ghost blowjob. Woo woo. I mean, you could just, woo -woo. If, if there's a, if there's a spooky, <laughs> scary ghost in the area. You can just do what that dude on 4chan did just look in the corner and start jacking off towards it. <laughs> Furiously staring intently at where you think the uh, energy is coming from. Are you talking about that story of the guy who was too alpha for the ghosts? No, the, no, the guy had a, thought his house was haunted. He'd always feel his energy around specifically emanating in the dark from these certain corners of the houses. So when he felt it one night, he said he didn't want to deal with it anymore. He turned around and just started jacking off towards it. And, uh, and then after he the was done, it went, it went away. And he never felt the energy again. <laughs> How can you haunt a ghost? If you're a ghost and somebody just jizzes in your direction, like, nah, I'm out of here. You just, you just hear a spooky, what the fuck, dude? And then, that's it. You're too weird for me, and I'm a ghost. <laughs> Alright, number eight. How big is your porn stash? I mean, let's... Oh, well, let's see. I do have it all in one folder. So, I'll tell you, I just... Did you organize that? I just not organized at all. I just jam it all in one folder so I don't run into porn when I'm trying to find my other pictures. <laughs> Very common tactic. Let's see, 830 files in eight folders, uh, 723 megs. Wow! Those are milky numbers. How, how does it evaluate on the milk scale? Eh, it's kind of low, because I'm still sitting, what was it, 153 gigs, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a lot of gigs. I need the porn. I only save them for artistic reasons. <laughs> it reminds me more of a performance art, but you know. When you, when you need it, <laughs> This is, okay, we're moving on. This is awful. You're, you're, every, everything about this is awful. RK Striker JK5 has questions now. Number one, what is your favorite non-MLP franchise? It used to be Star Trek, and then Star Trek got ruined. Uh... <laughs> So I get. Let's see. I guess it'd be have to be Transformers at this point. Going to default back to that. Fair enough. So uh, pencil isn't here, so I have to ask in her stead. What? Who is the best captain? I mean, that depends on taste. My favorite is going to be Picard. I think he was the best actual captain. Uh, Cisco was very dynamic. Janeway mm. was the worst. You have chosen wisely. Number two, have you done any fan-related content for non-NLP franchises? A little bit for Star Trek. Um, I don't think that's still up anywhere, though. Uh, and uh, I helped develop an Evangelion role-playing game. Oh, shit! Is that something that like you can share with us, or is that like attached to your real name or something like that? No, it's, uh, if you look up Adeptus Evangelion, you should be able to find copies just about everywhere. Hell yes! Go check it out. We will try and have a, uh, just a link in toward the description of the YouTube video. Awesome. And, and it's not a single franchise, but there's also Dungeons to Dragoning that I, uh, wrote and developed. Wait, what? Like, as in, like, content or, like... Dungeons the Dragon, not Dungeons the Dragon. Okay, Dungeons the Dragon. Okay. Ah, <laughs> I had a moment. I was like, no way. 
<laughs> okay, number three. Are you a bolt from the blue or flash in the pan, both or neither? I'll go with bolt from the blue. That's way more exciting. Yeah, that sounds really. That sounds like that's that's a that's a badass nickname right there. All right, up next we have the lovely short skirts and explosions asking their signature question: What doth life? Uh, it's just uh, an endless motion towards death. I I totally feel that. Well, at least it feels like that sometimes. Up next, we have a question from our comics. And you know what? I can't rightfully do this one on my own. Enigma, would you like to take our comics this question? Uh, give me a second. There he is. There is an island off the coast of Sardinia named Astenia. Inhabited uh, by a herd of... You were saying, Flab? No, you're fine. Go on. Go on. Inhabited by a herd of adorable miniature albino donkeys and one very old, very grumpy caretaker. The donkeys live in a veritable donkey paradise, able to roam freely, fed the best food a donkey could desire, and free from the distractions of crowds of annoying tourists. The island also has regular donkeys, gray, and horses, brown. On a scale of one to donkey, how perfect is this place? Would you ever want to leave? Well, that's a question. Uh... I guess on a scale of one to donkey, it's extremely donkey. Even miniature albino donkey, I would say. I, I would rate this on Shrek donkey. However, it is vastly inferior to the Japanese bunny island, full entirely of, of really friendly rabbits. This is a thing? Oh, yeah. What is this called? That sounds what? Did this. you just say island of rabbits? Yep. I, exactly. I need wait. to know where this island is. Wait, are you talking about the Japanese island of rabbits? Yes, I am. I know the one. Okunoshima, I think it's called. Looking it up. Okunoshima, yes. Uh, yes, Akuna Matata, of course. I knew that. <laughs> Shut up. No, it's a, I'm reading off uh, Wikipedia right here. The small island in the inland sea of Japan considered to be a part of the city of Takahara in the Hiroshima prefecture. It's accessible by ferry, and uh, there are campsites, walking trails, and places of historical interest. And there's numerous feral rabbits. The rabbits are rather tame and will approach humans. And it played a key role in World War II as a poison gas factory. Yeah, almost every location in Japan has some kind of dark history about World War II. <laughs> Look at all the bodies! Also poison the, gas. The rabbits, but the, bodies! the rabbits were for testing, and then when they didn't need them, they just released them, and they, the population exploded. If, yeah. you pet, if you pet the rabbits, you get poisoned. This rem this reminds me of the Isle of Dogs movie. Just, just we need a story where Fluttershy visits this island and learns the history. <laughs> and she tries to adopt all the rabbits. And she accidentally what an angel herself. bunny just kamikazes all of them. Probably. Oh gosh, <laughs> I can't even think what would happen with Angel on the Island of Bunnies. He would either get really mad at all of them. And because he wants to be left alone, or he'd pork every single one of them. I think it would, it would end like Highlander, you know? They just all go for <laughs> I love it! There can only be one. And it just ends with Angel and the Easter Bunny. Oh, God. 
All right, the Glim Master is up next. Number one, what inspires you to write? Uh, I've just always written. It's just it's always been my thing. Even before I was into ponies, I was doing National Novel Writing Month. I have a degree in journalism. Uh, it's just always been something I've liked. Hmm. All right. How do you make worst pony become best pony? Well, I mean, that's pretty tough. I don't know how to make Applejack into Sunset Shimmer. Uh, I mean, I guess you'd have to uh, dye her coat and restyle her mane. You have to get rid of the freckles also. <laughs> yeah. Teach her to bitch. speak properly. <laughs> no yeah, more country. No, freckles are life. Fuck you. <laughs> Fight me, bitch. Try to try to deprogram her from the, the mindset of incest. That's impossible. Speaking of impossible, it's time for you to choose your favorite name. We have to choose between Queen Buggo, Queen Bug, Queen Cheese Legs, or Queen Chrissy. What is the preferred vernacular? Well, I mean, if you're going to go with Queen at all, you have to at least use part of her name, so Queen Chrissy. But Cheese Legs is acceptable as long as you're not speaking to her directly. Otherwise, it ends poorly. Mm, yes. I would agree with this. Number four, what superpower would you like to have? Uh, teleportation or immortality. Yeah, either one would be great. I'll take both if you're just handing them out. Uh, no, there's the downside to having both. What, what if you accidentally teleport yourself into, like, a mountain and you're inside the rock and you can't die? You can't find your way out would be worse. This is this is the worst horror story. <laughs> It's like the telltale heart, but so much worse. I mean, it depends. Maybe, you know, if I'm immortal, can I teleport myself out again? Do I have to wait until the mountain wears down? I, Someone I, might be out. It would probably be the, one of those teleportations you have to see where you're trying to go. I also think that if you teleport yourself into the mountain, then there are bits of rock in your brain preventing you from forming coherent thoughts. Well, that could be worse then. At least I can't think about the terrible situation I'm in. That or you hallucinate for the rest of your unnatural life and you don't care. I could be hallucinating right now. True. Wake up. You're in a coma. <laughs> Speaking of comas, did you during your life sit down in your chair and just said to yourself, why do I like this show? Why do I like these colorful equins? Ah. Uh... No, because my, I know my tastes are really terrible, so I never had to ask that of myself. I already knew the answer. It's just that, you know, I don't have any kind of sophisticated taste. That's why I'm sitting here drinking uh, Coke and whiskey instead of anything like a martini. I'm, I'm, proud, of, I'm proud of you. Be proud of your degeneracy. Like, would, any, yeah. would, any, would anyone be upset if I drank whiskey with Pepsi instead of Coke? Pepsi's okay. <laughs> it's fine. The whiskey is what's more important here. I mean, you could trade it for some really nice scotch and some beepus. Stop. <laughs> Never. I will always do it. Ah, oh, scotch and Pepsi is a mistake. Yes, a it mistake is. I love. Oh. Number six. What is the funniest thing you ever saw in your life? Uh, there's this guy who turned himself into a pickle, and it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. <sighs> That's it! We're fucking done! I feel so taken aback right now!
fucking joke has been set up so many times by Glim. Finally, somebody did it. <laughs> I just had this moment where it's like, this is what it was. This question's been here for months, and no one's done it. And I've never seen it until right now. It's like, it's like there was a fucking guy in a ghost costume in my house for months. And then finally today, he turned around and said, boo. And then it scared the shit out of me. Did you jerk off in front of his face? Yes, it's how I got him to go away. <laughs> Joke's on you, he's just invisible. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I had a moment. Okay, something emo and edgy is up next. So, hi, Seventh and Famous, we know who you are. First question is, hey, what's up? Let me check. Uh... Uh, a ceiling, and there's another room over that, and I think there's a ceiling, and then a roof. Nice. What's your favorite writing project that you've released on Fem Fiction? My personal favorite is probably going to be Dark Art of the Dress. Uh, it was something I just kind of wrote as... I was putting together ideas for how I could do like an alicorn story for each of the main six, and... I was just writing down random stuff, and that one wasn't even the furthest along, and it just kind of came out perfectly. And I'm just really proud of how it formed into a nice, coherent story with a really good beginning, middle, end, and even a, a little bit of a moral lesson to it. I like that. Well said. What, what's your favorite creative project you've ever done in general? Hmm. I mean, I don't do a whole lot of uh, projects outside of fin fiction recently, uh, but the one that I ha one thing that I've been working on is, which I'm hoping I will be extremely proud of when it finally comes out, is as I as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I've been working on I worked on a uh, Evangelion role playing game called Adeptus Evangelion. The original version was it was from back when the uh, Warhammer 40k RP uh, Dark Heresy was new, which is why it was called Adeptus Evangelion, is because it adapted the system. Uh, we've been working on a new version of that that is going to use its own totally custom system and is going to lean very heavily into storytelling and role-playing. Uh, hopefully that will be released about a year from now. Hell yes! I'll be look When you do, be sure to put out a, a good blog about it and we'll help share it. Absolutely. Next question is Star Trek or Star Wars? Uh, Star Trek. At least there's there's more good Star Trek than good Star Wars. Then, which would be your favorite series? Series, I'm assuming NGE. I'd I'd say uh, Next Generation is the best overall right. series, um, but Deep Space Nine is a close second. Nice, nice, nice. Then uh, is the... Oh, go for it. And just with Star Wars, um, I will say there have only been two good Star Wars movies. Oh, hot take. Which ones are they? New Hope and Empire. Really? All the others are mediocre at best. So what did you not like about 6? Star Wars 6, Return of the Jedi. 
Return of the Jedi is first off, there's it's a very weak movie if you look at it from an outside like if you're not totally into it. You have the Ewoks that just come out of nowhere. You have the whole ground assault is almost a nothing. Uh, the only good part of the movie is Luke's confrontation with the Emperor and Vader. Everything else is just kind of happening. I think that's fair. They they kind of they knew how they wanted to end it, and they needed to form up some way on how to get there. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of got a little lost in translation. I blame George Lucas. That's the natural person to blame for all of this. But then, how do you make the new sequels like? Is what do they call it? The new is it the new sequels? Or I don't know. The new, the, they're called the new trilogy. I think you the, mean the worst movies, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, objectively the worst. They're worse than the prequels. Because Lucas didn't have a share of those. Like, but on the other hand, I love the Mandalorian. So like, yeah, but that's by a completely different studio. Just uh, Lucas Arts has the rights to it. That's it. Yeah, and I think the and I think the create the producers and creators of the Mandalorian actually were heavily involved in Star Wars from the very beginning. Oh if shit! I remember correctly. Mm. So. And in fact, I think one of the people there was actually involved with like games like Knights of the Old Republic. So, oh shit! But I do know they had something to do with either the original trilogy, like the story writing for the original trilogy, or one of the games. I forget it. Would, then it's a night and day difference, and it proves that Disney can, in fact, create and produce quality Star Wars content. And it just lead, led me to believe that they just didn't want to hot take for me. That is a hot take. Speaking of hot takes, is the glass half half full or half empty? Ah, uh, well, it's it's half full of liquid and half full of air. That's a very oh, optimistic I mean. realism way of looking at it. Something emo and edgy adds. Please keep up the great work, friend. Famous last words <laughs> comes up next, saying, "Hey there, what do you find to be the hardest part of the writing and/or creative process?" The ending. Uh, starting out a story is pretty easy. Uh, the middle part hopefully goes along as long as you plan something for what's going to happen. But actually wrapping something up is always the hardest part for me. I'll sit there trying to find the, a, a good line to end on or a good visual and just trying to work your way up to one of those can sometimes be really difficult. The story can just trail until you find something that just works. Sometimes I've even had to just go, no, no, this isn't working, and cut way back further and just end almost in media res, just so it at least feels like an ending. Hmm. I like that. Well, well, I mean, that's well said, especially, I mean, I'm victim to a story that's gone on for six years, and I'm just like, I need to kill this thing somehow. And you just kind of got this zombie that you don't know how to, like, put back into the grave. Yeah, it, it can be tough. You could, because... Even with a short story, you can have stuff mostly resolved, and characters are just talking, and it's, okay, how, what line do I end this on? Uh, what's, the, what's the final part of this? And, and at the end, you, like, you want it to mean something, and like, you want people to walk away with some sort of grander message or like a feeling of closure. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I've always struggled with like, 
am I giving the reader what they want? Am I like, or if I'm trying to not give the reader what they want, like, does it at least have like something to think about on why I did it that way? You know, it's, it's, endings are hard, man. Yeah. And I mean, my, great, my biggest worry is uh, with an ending, it's the last thing that the reader sees. It's what they're going to remember the, the most clearly. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be something that just hits and that could be almost impossible to nail. Yeah. 100%. I agree. It's a good thing that there are wonderful authors out there like Stephen King that have never written a bad ending. Yeah. Man, I sure hate, I sure am afraid of spiders and vans. <laughs> I don't know, man. Kids in sewers and all. Something, something orgies. Dude, <laughs> no. I think Pennywise looked at that and was just like, dude, I don't want any part of this shit. Like, I mean, they were freaks out of here for twenty years. They were taking. I mean, they were taking the advice and just like objectively sexualizing at it until it went away. To a very weird degree, but then again, I don't. I only blame Stephen King to an extent because I guarantee most of that shit was written on cocaine. Probably. Yeah. It was medical cocaine, though. Yeah. Yes. Medicinal cocaine, please, Mister Whitey. Just a crummy of cokey. The. Moving on, what advice would you pass along to a writer looking to improve their abilities? All right, the the best advice that I've ever given and the best that I've ever gotten is that you're going to find yourself getting stuck in a story all the time, no matter how good or bad you are as a writer. You're going to hit a point where it's just, I don't know what the next line is going to be. I don't know what is going to happen the very next part of the story. And at that point, you just need to skip ahead. You just need to go well, I know what's going to happen as the next plot point or what I want to happen at least at some point in the story. Just drop what you're doing and go to that point and just start writing from there. And you could fill in the gap between those and bridge it later. Once you've, and once you've gotten the, the other end of that bridge where you know the story has to go, a lot of times you'll find out that you only needed a, a couple of really simple lines to get from here to there. And that could really keep you from getting writer's block, at least for too long. I like that. That's good advice to give. Mm-hmm. Moon Troopers up next. Uh, have you had the opportunity to go to any MLP conventions? I haven't been to any MLP conventions, but I've been to uh, other conventions. I've been to Gen Con. I've been to a bunch of furry conventions, which halfway counts. Yeah, no, free. Free cons are great. Um, what is your most heartwarming moment from a convention you've been to? Um, I mean, this is going back years because obviously it's not like I've been to a convention this year. Uh, there was a, a proposal on stage between two people that just, uh, it was really touching. I, God help me if I can remember who they were because I'm terrible with names. But it was just one of those things where it's just beautiful in the moment. Up next, what advice would you give to people who would like to start writing their own MLP fan fiction? Uh, assumingly different from the from the previous one. Of course. Um, if you're just starting out writing, if you haven't written fan fiction before or done a lot of writing in general, the most important thing you can do is to read a lot. Uh, read, read fan fiction. 
so that you know what the common tropes are and what stories are like and how they should be formatted and what they look like, how to write characters, but also read a lot of actual books. Uh, like Terry Pratchett is always a good, fun, easy read. Uh, whatever kind of books you're into, if you like dry history books or Lord of the Rings, go for that and read it. Just you can't write without having read a lot first. It just doesn't work that way. It's true. Read or, a book. Read a book. Or at least if you do try to write, it's usually not great results. Yeah, it's not going to turn out well because you don't have an example if you haven't read something before. And when, I, when I'm having trouble writing, I will go and just read a book, a, a physical book made out of paper to kind of recharge my batteries a little bit. Mm -hmm. bad, bad writers steal from other writers. Good writers reference other writers. Amazing writers steal and get away with it. It's called an homage if you're an amazing writer. <laughs> <laughs> what, what has been your favorite story you've created and what inspired you to write it? That's an interesting caveat question. Is the next well, one. We've already gone over Dark Art at the Dress. So yeah. um, one of my, a different story that I've written that is uh, one of my favorites would be uh, Witch of the Everfree, which is probably the story I'm most famous for at this point which is my Sunset Shimmer alternate universe story. Um, what got me to write that was just that there, I, I wanted to take a character and just really do something different with them and bring, the, you know, a character that was almost a, a blank slate at that point and do my own thing with them and try to fit in around other main characters and this, and get them into the into the world without really disrupting anything. And that, that's about it. Um, but there's no there was no deep inspiration behind it. Cool. Uh, number four, I guess people like tooting our own horns here on mm. when they ask questions, which bar cast member would you like to collaborate with to write a new story? Oh, God. Mm. You're really picking from the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> yeah. Honest, like, you might as well just ask, do you want to, do you, do you just want to have a horrible fucking time? <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever actually written a collaborative story with anybody. So I don't know how it would, uh, how it would go with any of you. We've, we've written our own fair share of collaborative stories and it, and then actually tries. And then actually tries to make decent stories when he collabs. And I so, think, he, so he's the one guy in the group project who I, does the work. I, I try, and then these chuckle fucks fuck it all up. It's true. I just throw dicks in everywhere. And, I, which is funny, because then when I, write, when I write on my own, it's all serious and, like, edgy. But then it's, like, collaborative <laughs> poop jokes. Let's do it. We, I, I remember we tried to write a story, and, it, and I tried to make it semi-serious, and then you fucks came, and it somehow became about... Uh, Starlight Glimmer eating carpet. <laughs> no, that's very dangerous. There's there's a lot of chemicals in carpet. You need to be <laughs> boil it, mash it, put it in a stew. <laughs> oh no! Boil them, mash them, stick them up my ass. 
number five. Potatoes uh, are not body safe for that. They don't have a handle. It would be no, Sam wise to move on to the next question. Masher. We need to hash this out some other time. <laughs> mash this out some other time? Oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> Dig it up your ass. The real question is whether you like your potatoes natural or circumcised. Well, as okay. you know, the inside of the average anus is hot enough to cook an egg. Is that is that a real thing? I have no idea. I mean, if you want to try, let me know. I guess we'll go get some eggs real quick, and we'll find out. Is, is the cooking time affected if the if the anus is inflamed, like some sort of infection or something? Okay. Apparently, this is a common question on Quora.com. <laughs> <laughs> and the correct answer is no. The normal rectal temperature is 37.5 Celsius, while hard-boiling egg requires raising the internal temperature of an egg to above 80 degrees Celsius. No part of your body is hot enough to cook an egg. But now what am I going to do in a survival situation? <laughs> My bigger problem would be, like, what if your just asshole just, like, crushes the egg? Like... One man, one egg. <laughs> Can I offer you this egg in this trying time? I laugh because I'm damaged by an old-time video on the internet. I know, that's why I said it. <laughs> he made okay. a sequel, you know. Uh, no, we're moving on! We're mo no, we're done! We're <laughs> cutting this off! Jars. Number five! <laughs> the attempt was done right. Nope. Gee, really two jars. People at home, don't Google that. Number five. What planet would you travel to to get out of the house? And once there, what would you like to do or see on that planet? This does not include Earth. Let's assume you have the proper equipment to live on that planet as well. What what planet would you do or what what planet would you do? Well, I mean, I'm not really spoiled for choice here, am I? I mean, there's Mercury, which is a barren rock. Uh, you got Venus, which isn't exactly the most uh, pleasant place to be. Earth is excluded. Uh, Mars. You do all the acid there. I mean, I'd have to go to Mars. At least I can visit the robots, and nothing else even has a solid surface. Mars would be great. Just to be like, hey, robots, what's up? And they'd be like, beep boop. And they'd be like, yay, I'm so alone. It <laughs> probably scares people at NASA. <laughs> Speaking of celestial bodies, I just want to remind you all that the moon has been confirmed as wet. Oh, God. Yes. It's true. What's Luna is wet. Oh, my wet. God, though. What, I remember when they were teasing that up. It was like, NASA's going to make a big announcement at the moon, and I'm just like, oh, my God. They found Hitler on the moon, didn't they? Stop. <laughs> Number We're six. We're not supposed to talk about that face. <laughs> <laughs> Number... Number six. Where would you like to see yourself in the next three to five years, both personally and professionally? Uh, well, I'd like to be alive. Uh, hoping on that one. You know, I would normally say that's a very reasonable, like, like goal to have. But you know what? It's it's very, tough it's right now. It's tough. It's tough right now. <laughs> I'm gonna acknowledge that. So my, good goal. My answer for in five years, I'm hoping to be drinking moon water. God. I mean, it's probably not significantly different from Earth water. 
unless, but if you could do it on the moon, what if I'm at least hoping to get to France. That'd be what? nice. Oh, that'd be awesome. It just gives you, you like, go ahead, milk. milk. <laughs> I am milk now. There's some really gorgeous places in the French, like, French. The French. The French. <laughs> It's just like the Ukraine, but France. The France. <laughs> Hidden Valley French. Um, but, um, no, they have some wonderful pl- places in the countryside with all the, like, wineries and stuff like that. It's it's gorgeous out there. Yeah, my, I, best I friend is, uh, my best friend is currently in France, which is why that's my number one option. Oh, that's awesome. I'd love to, like, go to France, but I can't be bothered to learn another language, so that sucks. All right. Up Hello, next. Franchies. <laughs> the French. Franchies. I, I, I would like to. I would like to make a franchise. Number seven. Ah, so that. Ah, so that. So we that's call it Quebec. Where restaurants come from. <laughs> what do you believe the future holds for MLP fanfiction? It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty slow until Gen Five comes out. We'll get a new wave of people coming in. Uh, I'm I mean I I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, offering that got launched by uh, Figments a few months back. I'm hoping I, that I did. It's his it's yeah it's his own fan general fan fiction site, uh, which I guess I'm, I'm I guess I'm promoting it even though I don't use it. Uh, I'm that I'm hoping that that will get some kind of a uh, some kind of traction. What site is this? Uh, off print. Off print. It's really interesting because I do know there's like Ao3 archive our own and um, like yeah, fanfiction.net. Offprint.net. Hey, this actually looks pretty. Hey, that's pretty good. It actually looks kind of interesting. We might have to check that out. Especially since it seems like Genfix is never going to happen. What the hell, Nighty? Yeah, that's exactly why he designed it, actually. Yeah. He got tired of waiting. I'm not surprised. Number eight. Out of everything you've done in your life, what are you most proud of that's not related to MLP? Oh, I mean, I'm not proud of a lot of things that I've done. I've done some terrible things. But I guess the thing I'm most proud of would have to be uh, my best friend was going through a divorce. and I'm not going to name names, obviously. But I helped them get out of the situation and away from a really bad place and bad people. Uh, it was a it was a long drive both ways, but it was, you know, being able to help somebody like that was a really good feeling, knowing that it basically contributed to saving their life. You should be proud of yourself for that. That's a really, that's a really awesome thing to do. All right, up next, um, number nine. What games, movies, TV shows, fan fictions, or books? Would you personally recommend everyone to help pass the time? Uh, well, for games, I would recommend that uh, 
the new Mario game, Mario 35, is uh, really excellent. Uh, it's basically, you, you, I don't know if people are familiar with it, but it's the original Mario game, Super Mario Brothers, and you just compete with other people to see who can go the longest in it. And the level uh, levels are randomized, and you can send enemies to each other and attack. It's a good way to pass the time. Uh, for movies, I mean, right now it's Halloween, so I think everybody should be watching some scary movies right now. If you're not, you're doing something wrong. Serbian mm-hmm. films. That's Stop. too spooky. That's 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 just. <sighs> Please continue, Magnet. <laughs> uh, TV shows. Uh, I just finished watching Blood of Zeus on Netflix. Ooh. Uh, that was a pretty interesting show. It's. If you've seen Clash of the Titans, you're probably going to know most of the major plot points already. Uh, and it's somewhere between that and Disney's Hercules. Uh, the tone's not as hard-edged or as dark as the Castlevania series that the team has done previously, so it's a little more accessible to people who maybe can't tolerate that kind of uh, hard R rating. Mm. Uh, fan fiction... I would recommend anything by Monochromatic. Uh, yes. They're, obviously, they're the best author in the fandom. They've been voted that. So yes. I'm not gonna... And for regular books, like I've already mentioned, Terry Pratchett, he's my favorite author. So uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of guides on where you can start reading his books. He's got a couple of different interweaving series. Uh, I would recommend the Guard series with uh, Captain Vine. So that's probably my favorite sub-series in there. Or for a standalone, you can go with uh, Small Gods. Wonderful suggestions. Thank you very much for providing them. Uh, Number 10, would you please share the Wi-Fi password? Well, you know, funny story about that. I don't know the Wi-Fi password for the network I'm on. Ooh. Um, So I have a a weird network adapter that's not 100% compatible with my motherboard. And so it bypasses a couple of the checks. And I'm currently connected to the uh, an Xfinity, like, you know how they have those where you can sign in and pay money for, like, a monthly thing mm-hmm. with, like, a bunch of repeaters everywhere? Yeah. I'm signed into one of those, and it just automatically signs me in without charging me anything. And I'm not asking any questions. You know what? That's cool. You know what? There's no complaints there. Hopefully we didn't jinx you there. Ah, it's worked for a couple of years now. Hell yes! That's that's the way to go. Free internet's free internet. And speaking of free internet, we're about halfway through the cast, so we're going to quickly segue to our little ad break. Um, I know every time I ask Flam, this goes terrible. Hey, Flam. Yeah. Hey, Flam. It's going well already. Do you know? Do you know what we do with all the money we make from this podcast? No, what do we do, Breeze? Yeah. Well, Flam, let me tell you. One hundred percent of our profits and proceeds go to horse rescue charities. In fact, Red Wing Horse Sanctuary out in Mid California. Well, I'll be a shit covered dick, Hook. What is wrong with you? You're getting demonetized. <laughs> You're trying to go for Goofy, but I'm hearing Barney. What? What? Oh my god, dude. 
Continue the ad. (laughs) What it takes to join the podcast is to check out our Patreon, where we have amazing incentives, such as none, and joining out our Discord server. But wait, you know, don't, don't go away just yet, because you can also... Subscribe to us on Twitch and you know, Gosh. donate to us on YouTube. Yep. We make literally zero money from this. In fact, this is a money losing machine. But if you want us to help support a little bit, uh, last year we were able to donate almost a thousand dollars, and we can look somewhat legitimate in front of community guests and front cons. Please, please do so. We and a little bit has a nice bedonk donk yuck. Someone has to benefit from this and add. Yeah, our, our, our our charity horse is getting a boob job with all the money we send no no he's not <laughs> look it's so they can pay their way through college okay <laughs> i don't know what the hay they get <laughs> that was fun we're moving yeah. on yeah that was terrible speaking of terrible question we're going accidentally offensive your questions are not terrible i'm just bad at segues Accidentally Sensitive is up next. Number one. Ooh, you have lots of stories, and I haven't had the chance to read them yet. Hypothetically speaking, if I had the chance to read only one, which one of your stories would you recommend to start reading? Only one? I mean, that puts me right in a corner, doesn't it? Because now I have to try and rate them from best to worst. Uh, I think Mythic Dawn would be a good place to start. It It's kind of like a season 10 ch- uh, thick where it takes place after the series end, so there's no alternate universe or uh, large continuity that you need to know. Also, it could use more views. Yes, got to get that into the box. Number two, what is your favorite story written by another author on Finfic? Uh, Love Princess by Monochromatic. Pretty. Huh? Easy. You don't say. I'm sure that that has been an answer multiple times. Um, Monochromatic is is well-loved by our cast, and we're not afraid to say so. Mono's a wonderful author, and we're we're usually happy to have her on almost any day of the week. I just hope Senpai notices me. Oh, I'm sure she has. (laughs) Can you say we miss having Mono? Mono is contagious. The whole (laughs) fandom needs her. All right, last but not least, <laughs> the boxes are briefs, and remember the actual answer isn't as important as how you interpret the question. Well, I don't actually uh, wear underwear. I prefer to go commando because it allows you to allows things to breathe and to be more free. I like that. I like that. Everyone likes this. I'm going to do a quick refresh of our question thread here. Alex underscore is up next. Boo! Ah, I'm scared. Good, because number one, I'm aware that the previous questioners have milked you of your spookiest stories, so tell me a moderately spooky story, not too scary, not too exciting, bonus points if it's true. Spooky story. Okay. Uh, A long time ago, there was somebody who went through comment threads on fanfiction.net and read every single one aloud. Oh, God. 
They slowly went insane. As they looked through most horrible things that people had ever said, most horrible things humans had ever written, which were the comments, not the stories. The stories were bad too, though. <laughs> and then one day, they, came, they turned into a skeleton. Oh, God! <laughs> no! Boy, I sure hope I don't metamorphose into a beautiful skeleton one day. That was too spooky. Humans are just eggs for skeletons. <laughs> Number two. I'm trying to segue into this. I'm trying not to laugh. Look, it's not hard to segue. You just lean. It's only got two wheels. You just lean. <laughs> Numbers, how do you how do you get over it and live with the fact that right now there's probably a spooky, scary skeleton inside you? God damn it! I fight it. I fight it every day. I've broken so many bones. <laughs> <laughs> I've broken both of my wrists twice. I've broken several toes. My kneecap. <laughs> every morning I break my legs. <laughs> I'm lulled to sleep by my heart attacks. <laughs> Number three. Oh no. Your wife has been turned into some hideous monster. Kill, fuck, marry between spooky ghost waifu, scary zombie waifu, and mysterious vampire waifu. Okay, first off, I don't care what people say about ghost blowjobs. Can't fuck a ghost. They fuck a zombie <laughs> and they get a disease. So, like, oh, gotta be the vampire that you have sex with. It has to happen that uh, way. But here's the thing about fucking a vampire, though. They have no body temperature. You may as well be fucking a fleshlight. Well, none of them have a body temperature. I mean, what, you know, what are you gonna do at that point? What if it's really cold out, therefore she's really cold, and you stick your peener in there and it's cold? Well, you know, you could always get some of those hand warmers and jam them up in there for a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say you stick a boiled egg up there. <laughs> that, that goes in the other hole. <laughs> now, you got to kill one of them. Ghost, probably relatively harmless. Zombie, going to eat your brains. And I've discussed my fear of eating brains already. So I'm going to kill the zombie. She means I'm forced to marry the ghost. That's that's cool. I mean, half the time it's like you're you're alone anyway, so you gotta get to be your own person. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully, they can poltergeist their way into still doing the dishes. You know. And you you can never be intimate with the ghost because the second you start jerking yourself off in front of them, they start vanishing. <laughs> oh, so you want? <laughs> I just got the reference that you made, and that's <laughs> that. Callbacks are how comedy works. Fuck you. Stop making good jokes, Enigma. <laughs> Number four. Let's get psychological. Deep down, what terrifies you more than go monsters, goblins, and ghouls? The expectations of the people around me. That's true. Luckily, you did give a good answer to this question, so we're expecting you to have the uh, same level of engagement throughout. Oh, God. It's <laughs> my greatest nightmare. Other people. <laughs> oh, 
god, this is the great cast. All right, number five. Uh, do you do you think it's legitimate to dress up for Halloween as one of your deepest phobias, regardless of what it is? Sure. I mean, if you're afraid of it, that's what Batman does. He's terrified of bats, so he goes around punching poor people while dressed as a bat. <laughs> you can he do only, it every day if you want. He only asked because he dressed up as a mallard duck last year, and people laughed at him. I mean, even if the Halloween costume's not scary to other people, as long as it's a costume, it's fine. A lot of people dress up in funny costumes. I don't think there's that many people that are afraid of sexy nurses or bananas. Sexy bananas, maybe, but... I mean, I played Silent Hill, so I'm a little afraid of sexy nurses, but... That's valid. It's coming but... from the guy who uh, <clears throat> does it to the Nurse Redheart. All I'm saying, Alex, is that ducks have corkscrew penises, and they're scary. Moving That's on. That's true. Number and they're, six. They're and, and, and they're barbed. Yep. Oh, God. Number six, what is the best way to prepare a pumpkin for consumption? I mean, I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin pie. I'll eat it if it's put in front of me. So I'd say the best way to eat a pumpkin would just be, I mean, first off, you can't get one of the big carving pumpkins. You have to get a little eating pumpkin. And you just uh, fill it with uh, butter, a uh, little bit of sugar, and cinnamon, and just bake it in the oven. I do a lot of squashes that way, especially acorn squash. Oh yes, I've oh, some of the butternut squash that I made was so good. Just, yeah, just go I've ahead. Ne- I've never eaten a pumpkin. Can you eat a pumpkin raw? No, I wouldn't recommend it. I don't so think I, it's poisonous. So it's one of those foods that has. It's one of those natural foods that has to be prepared first. You can't just eat it right off the bat. Uh, I mean, yeah, I recommend it. Well, I mean, you can. I, I would highly recommend drying the seeds and eating those. They're very nutritious for you. But the yep. pumpkin itself, the fibers are kind of bland. By definition, you are able to just eat a fucking pumpkin, but it's not a good time. Y'all are missing the perfect opportunity here. Enigma, I want you to go buy a pumpkin and eat one. <laughs> and then tell us how it tastes, yeah. Just, Don't do it! One. Don't do that to him, milk! And I want you to carve it out, make it a jack-o'-lantern, and eat the seeds, you know, after you've dried them and made them right. But I want you to attempt to eat the pumpkin. Just to t- I want you to tell me what you think of it. Just make sure you skin it first. No, eat the skin too. We, we are do skin I, on in this family, damn it. Skin do, on. Do, do, if I'm eating it raw, do I just bite into it like an apple? Yes, or? yes. Pretty much, yeah. Oh my god. I can't <laughs> I'm going to break get, my teeth. Get, get a small one so it doesn't hurt too bad. More small ones are tougher, aren't they? Yes, they are. The small ones are tougher. That's the point. Get the small one. The yellow ones are the most delicious. All the little fucking growth on the outside of it as well. (laughs) Number number seven. Are spiders scary? No, I don't find spiders scary at all. I've I've got a couple of spiders within view of me here. I've got a ton of house spiders in here. I just leave them be because they make sure I don't get flies or anything. I now believe you, you are like a, a spider master and you have like 15 spiders that are around your beck and call at any moment. I mean, I'd love to have that. Spider-Man could do that, right? That's one of his powers. Yeah, you didn't see that comic mm. scene where he jumped in front of a criminal and said spiders and the guy was like, what? He's like, I should call spiders and they'll crawl into all your orifices. And the guy just put down his gun and said, I give up. Well, he was just waiting because that was his fetish. 
isn't that in like the the quote unquote Spider Verse? That is Spider comma Man instead of Spider Dash Man. It's like a Spider Man. Were you referencing that that version of Spider Man where instead of shooting out webs, he shoots out spiders? Yeah. No, no, I think there's also the one that's just like a million spiders in a Spider Man suit. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. All right, Alex underscore has some bonus Halloween questions. Slam, oh, I'm gonna Jesus. throw them over to you. Go for it. All right, all righty. So, bonus Halloween questions. One. Are clowns scary? How should we exact our revenge upon them? I think clowns are scary, and I think they're deliberately scary uh, because they wear corpse paint, and they go around, and some of them are murderers. Uh, even a greater percentage, I think, than lorry drivers are murderers. Uh, and the greatest way to exact our revenge upon them is to ignore them. That's the only thing clowns fear is being ignored. This is, this is interesting because I also have experience with clowns a lot of them tell me that we live in a society or something like that so oh my god <laughs> why did you have to go there maybe Five we're minutes. all maybe maybe we're all the joker that put a smile on my face this, this this says a lot about our society and yet we live in one god <laughs> you're getting what you fucking deserve flam bottom bottom text <laughs> oh alrighty number two you. I've oh, met well. a lot of clowns on FemFic, and they all scare me. Like me! Go on. <laughs> As a percentage of GDP, what has been your greatest trick-or-treating haul ever? Uh, rounding up to the nearest percentage, 1%. Makes sense. <laughs> Complete sense, actually. Real talk, though, what, real talk, though, on your trick-or-treating expeditions... What has been, like, in more modern terms, your biggest haul? Yeah. Um, I mean, back when I lived in the suburbs and I was a kid, went trick-or-treating, mm. probably about a, a good two or three pounds of candy. We lived in a pretty good neighborhood for it. There was one house that gave out full candy bars, which was always oh, nice. Oh, yes, those are the best. Nice. Uh, but now that I'm an adult, I can buy much more candy for myself and give it to no one. Yeah, is, that's true. That's what that's I made on plans. The with it and start munching candy and say, "Yeah, you guys get the little ones." That, that's my major plan for tomorrow, since it's going to be discount candy day, of course. <laughs> you, you know, so that's more on the topic of Halloween. Well, I want to ask everyone this: What was your proudest costume? Ooh. Uh, well, I own a fursuit, so I'm going to go with that. Nice. Halloween. I've worn it for Halloween. I was at a uh, a Halloween uh, fur con. That sounds awesome. Interesting. For myself, I I dressed up as a mime from the Warriors, one of the hi hats. If anyone knows what reference that is, nope, I don't. Warriors come out and play. Warriors. <laughs> but yeah, I, I dressed up as a hi hat. Nice. Oh God! Um, no one else gonna answer. I asked yeah, everyone. I mean, that's. I mean, as far as like nobody so, else wants to admit that they dressed as Princess Leia. Think, oh no, actually, but one my year most costumes. So one of the last years I trick or treated, I I thought it would be funny. I dressed up as my dad for for trick or treating because it was the scariest thing that I could think of, <laughs> and um, it didn't go over very well. <laughs> <laughs> 
How much did you get your ass beat when you got home? Oh man, I'm still like dealing with bruises. <laughs> more like more like more like mental bruises. Like trauma. But it's okay, I have a therapist. Like so it's <laughs> so, <not>. so the fear <laughs> so was founded then. <laughs> Reese, I don't know how to dress up as my dad because I wouldn't know where to start. Wow! God damn it. <laughs> we can just go around naked. Freaking that's, that's, worse worse than than a, that's worse than the pumpkin idea. You can go out as a box of cigarettes. Oh god. I'm just in a, I'm just like in a black in a black shadow suit, like pink guy suit, but it's all black. I'm the shadow, you just see a floating uh box of cigarettes and carton milk. <laughs> Pretty much. Dad came home from his trip to get cigarettes, but promptly left again after he forgot he didn't have a lighter. <laughs> he came home, found out that I wrote pony fanfiction, left again. <laughs> Freaking! My proudest costume was probably just the last year or so when I was uh, when I dressed as a '40s gangster using the suits I all had, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get a proper hat for these, and I went to work with it, and everyone loved it. it I great. remember that. That's cool. yeah. I've known people that went to work in fedoras too. They weren't they weren't costumes though. No, yeah. Like, oh, um, God. Definitely not like that. <laughs> my costume. My costume. <laughs> no, I, I dressed for the occasion. I even ha I even talked with the accent as best I could. So. Bobbity boopy? No, not bobbity boopy. I'm, talk I'm talking about, you know, proper gangster accents here. You know what I'm saying. You keep He's your fucking mouth shut, buddy. I'm pretty sure it. it... Bada bing! Bada bing, bada boom, motherfucker. <laughs> Bobbity boopy, beepity boppity. Uh, I um, I've done costumes before. The only one that I can think of off the top of my head is I did a snow owl one year. I was trying to figure out like a way to do like Halloween like work stuff for like because everyone's working from home, right? Well, the people that have like boring jobs work from home, like me, mm -hmm. and so like I had my like my computer webcam I'm sitting here like how can I make this entertaining for my team for like uh Halloween so I put on a cowboy hat and that's all I did and people are like you just can't you can't just put on a cowboy hat and say that you're a cowboy and then I would shoot the webcam with a nerf gun and knock it off the table <laughs> that does remind me of my previous job back in like 2017 I think and uh the team decided you know what team costume we're gonna do cowboys and i'm like oh god so i ended up just getting a cowboy shirt but then i ended up getting like a uh 10 foot tall fucking foam hat like and it's just this massive hat that's about half the size of my body and i just walk in <laughs> with the cowboy you know swagger and this thing i had to i had to you just became doug dimadome Except, you walk except in, you find out everybody else is in football jerseys and helmets, and you totally misunderstood what they meant by cowboys. Yeah, that would have been hilarious, actually. I would have totally done that. But but uh, no, I had to fit, I had some problems fitting through doors, and I had to actually almost sew the flaps of the hat upward a little bit, so because it, it kept bouncing up and down with every fucking step I took. It, it was insane. And if I wanted to take a selfie, even with a wide angle, I couldn't get the whole fucking thing in the camera. It was great. <laughs> oh, you're a Broncos fan? I also love horse porn. <laughs> all right. All right. 
I want to say that to someone. Please, I will give you money if you ever say that to someone. <laughs> All right, Philip, what was your costume? You didn't say. Free costume for what again? What, what holiday could we be talking about? What, what, what was your proudest costume for Halloween? I don't fucking know, dude. It's been like a decade that I've, like a decade and a half since I went and did that. Uh, fucking. Oh, okay. So, like, my, not my pr- like. It's, it's, I'm proud because I got away with it, but I'm not proud because I got a bunch of candy that year for it. I basically got a really like oversized hoodie and put it on and just said I was the Grim Reaper. <laughs> the, the lowest of effort. The lowest com- of effort for maximum candy. That's comfy as hell, though. It is. Like there's a there's one of those like Facebook ad companies that are they're only make like the only thing they sell are hoodies but they go down to like like your like the bottom of your legs to your shoes and that they just look like the comfiest hoodies ever and I, I will never buy one because fuck Facebook ads but they look great now now they're gonna be advertised for me for weeks you hear right. that Google yeah now you sell me Google. hoodies. God, you you thought be. about it, so that means it's going to be advertised to you everywhere. You activated my Google, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, Google, stop. Hey, Google, initiate self-destruct. No! <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, what's the next question, Flip? Oh, God. Next question, B. Have you ever seen, like, a real ghost? Well, uh, no. But like I said, I, my grandfather lived in what had previously been a funeral home. And I'd lived there a few years, too, when I first moved uh, up here to the northeast United States. And, uh, like I said, that was a scary as shit house. And a couple of times, especially in the second floor hallway, which had mm-hmm. no windows, uh, just... Uh, corners everywhere because all the all the doors go to other rooms or around like these these soft corners that were perfect for having shadows and every time anyone walked down that then this is a common experience for everyone who's lived in that house that you always expected to see something standing like at the other end like that that feeling that there is somebody there a hundred percent of the time jesus now, now, how upsetting would it be if it was the reverse? So instead of you jerking off to the ghost, the ghost is jerking off to you. You turn around the corner and there's a ghost just beating his dick. Like, fucking... Oh, wow. that, that, that is going to be our generation of ghosts. And those That's... stains don't come out. <laughs> it's just ectoplasm everywhere. You have to call a priest. <laughs> we, we, learn yeah, how to tap into, we learn how to tap into the Wi-Fi. I don't know what a priest would do with the stains. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, no, I'll take care of the ghost, but, like, you gotta deal with that on your own, man. You need holy water and bleach. It's the only way. You get some real crusty socks. Bless the rains down in Africa. Oh, that's not from the ghost. <laughs> uh, you, got, you, <laughs> you gotta throw Tide Pods at the ghost. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's my stain. Don't worry about that one. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Oh, all right, and real, legitimately hard question. Have you ever seen a real pumpkin? What pumpkin? <laughs> the great pumpkin. 
Oh, uh, God, the great pumpkin from fucking Charlie Brown. Yes. Yeah. God. I have I mean, never. I see pumpkins every day of my life. <laughs> I love the uh, Charlie. I love the robot chicken version of the Charlie Brown with the great pumpkin. That was one of their best episodes. Oh, that's the one where like it's a monster and it kills. Yeah, and it right? kills all yeah. of them except yeah. Charlie Brown and Snoopy. And then they're like, "I hope my friends can rest in peace." And they're all and they're all dancing in hell. Fucking mm-hmm. love that. They should have believed. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. So uh, that ends Alex's bonus questions. All right. Up next, we get questions from Adam Smash. Name is Smash. Uh, up yeah, next, uh, Rab. Rab, do you want to ask your own questions, or do you want to ask Adams, and I'll take your questions? It's your call. Uh, I'll do Adams. Okay, go for it. <clears throat> number two, because number one isn't there. Bold. Have you ever been in a pure survival situation, and how did you manage it? Ah, pure survival situation. I've never been in that much danger. I mean, I've almost died a few times in my life, but generally they I was mostly out of my own control. Um, I guess the closest would have to be uh, with other people's lives on the line. Uh, we were I was driving through the middle of nowhere with a couple of friends, and it's the night, it's dark out, and we see a dog, and we're all and you know I slow down a little bit, but the dog kind of stays on the other side of the road, and then we see the second dog, we hit it, and we uh, we're not assholes, so we stop, pull over, go to check on the dog. I touch the dog, it's and I'm fine. My friend goes up to it, dog flips out, latches onto them, bites down oh. hard. Oh, oh fuck. And that hurt. Um, she was hurt very badly, and we had to do first aid on the spot with what we had, which was not a whole lot, because we were too far out for ambulances to get there in a reasonable amount of time. Because uh, I live in the backwoods here, so... Mm, same. So at the time, we were like uh, an hour from the hospital, and ambulances weren't going to patrol anywhere near there. And we had to uh, keep pressure on it and get her to the uh, ER ourselves. And that was that was a pretty terrifying time. But uh, it also made me aware that maybe they weren't the best with animals and that if we had to deal with it again, that I would do it. God, scenarios like that on, like, on long stretches of roads of nothing always have me wonder. Like, when Flav and I go on road trips and we're all, like, in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, I always think to myself, what would happen if we get in an accident right now? I've gotten into accidents in the middle of nowhere because I used to date somebody who lived, uh, well, I lived near a nuclear power plant. And so there's a large area of not a lot of dense population around it. Makes sense. And they lived relatively close to it, which meant that they were an hour from anything. And so more than once I've had a flat tire or uh, slid off the road because of ice (laughs) And had to deal with that with no one around and absolutely no way to get help because there was also no cell reception. Mm. And then one of these days, you're going to run over a glowing man. If I run over a glowing man, I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) I've seen too many horror movies, you know. If it glows, mow it down. (laughs) Maybe it's Mr. Burns. If it is, it's even better if I just keep going because I don't want to be involved. I bring you love. (laughs) 
God, that scene was my childhood bane, though. Mr. Burns is an alien. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, had, I had two fears as a kid. It was that and King Ramsey's from Curse of Cowardly Dog. Oh, that was Return good. the slab. <laughs> childhood PTSD right there. We're away. What's your uh, offer? Uh, no, but I think I can. I can imagine something that would have started a lot of kids' uh, fear of clowns. Oh no! The brave little toaster. I'm oh, a nightmare. Oh, You're bringing up some brave little toaster. Too. I At recently point, that actually that actually scared me as a kid. It, it never used to. Up until like one point, I actually paid attention to it. It's like holy shit, that's actually frightening as hell. There, there's a lot of that film that's like that really questionable and distressing. Yeah, mm. like it, it, it's it's definitely PG, like borderline PG thirteen at times. <laughs> oh no, there was uh. I can't remember the movie. There used to be one movie where it like there was a scream at one point in the movie that I could not listen to. It used to give me massive anxiety attacks. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of anxiety attacks, is is there a book you feel everyone should read? If so, which one? Hmm. A book that I think everybody should read. Uh, you know what, just because I know that this is a personal failing for a lot of otherwise functional people, any kind of fucking cookbook, because I know too many people can't cook anything. They're just totally helpless. Uh, how about uh, The Food Lab by Jen, J. Kenji Lopez-Alt? I think that's... Uh, I don't know. I think Priest has the best cookbook. It's true. A hundred ways to eat cock. <laughs> Yep, that's 100%. I forgot about that. Thanks, <laughs> Rav. You're very welcome. <laughs> oh, what is number 69 in that book, out of curiosity? Oh, God, out. please. I've got it right here. Oh, yes, please. All, all right, right, all right, all right. Cock with cider. Cock and cider? Cock and cider. Cock with cider. Cock and cider. God damn it. (laughs) It serves Uh, six. It's another cousin of cock avin. Cock of cider is also a delicious variation on the classic. Cock of cider. It requires one cock, one pound of Granny Smith or other sour apples, two tablespoons of butter, two cloves, a half teaspoon of dried thyme, shallots, French cider, sea salt to taste, and heavy cream. I'm not going to read the whole recipe. I, I think I, I think you that you whole thing sounds like granny granny fiddling. Uh, oh, don't you God. mean don't you mean French cider? <laughs> oh, it's got those herbs and spices that kids crave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. Speaking oh my God. of the motion here, do you dance? Uh, absolutely not. I am the palest person in the world, and because I am so white, if I attempt to dance, it embarrasses not only me, but everyone else who has ever been on that dance floor. Mm. I know the feeling. It's a very common problem. All right. Bringing up the last handful of questions. Oh, uh, God. Rab starts asking, who is best princess and why? 
Ah, uh, that's a loaded question. You put me in a box here. Uh, best best princess, uh, Flory Hart, because she is named after a terrible natural disaster that occurred upon her birth, uh, which makes me think that she's probably a lot like Horse Damien, and that she's destined to uh, rule the world and destroy it in the name Just of evil. I never thought of that, that her name is a disaster. It's like naming someone Katrina. Yeah. <laughs> I am both disgusted and I approve. It's it's also like if your name was Waffle House, you know? So <laughs> Why? Because you're named where you were conceived? Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, this is my daughter, World Trade Center Attack 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I hate you! This is my What is wrong I... with you? Look, we thought the world was ending, okay? So we just... We, you know, we've decided, well, we don't have protection, but we might as well go for it. Anyway, this is my daughter, 9-11. <laughs> this, this is this my son, my American Airlines. It's <laughs> Spotify! <laughs> Not anymore. Okay. And, this is my Bri- and this is my British friend, Lockerbie. Fucking, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Who is worst princess and why? Uh... Worst princess is obviously Cadence. What is wrong with you? Sorry, I mean I should I should hear out your terrible opinion. Go on. Okay. The reason that she's worst princess is she's not given anything to do in the show. Except she, Okay. She got she's got shining armor, that's something to do. I, was, I want it I wanna take a step back and say also, that you said go ahead. Also, she married Shining Armor, she has terrible taste. Fair. I will grant you that. But you also just said Sonja Shimmer is the best because she has, like, no personality. When I would argue Cadence has just as much no personality. Praise, praise, All Cadence accomplished was get kidnapped, get married, and push a baby out of her bun. Think about it this way. Would you rather marry Princess Cadence or Queen Chrysalis? Chrysalis. Exactly. Cadence. That's a terrible decision. Why would you do that? Be- don't kink shame me. Look, Queen that's, Chrysalis could be Cadence for you anytime that, you want. That's the only reason he <laughs> thought the Shining Armor was a bad thing for her to marry, because he wants to marry Cadence. Well, imagine <laughs> this, too. Uh, Chrysalis would be the absolute best role player. She yeah, could be great, yeah, absolutely yeah. fucking anything. You're right, yeah, she could, she could totally play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, she'd be great at it. She's amazing at maxing. She could really do a lot of awesome voices if she DM'd. It would be fun on Roleplay Thursday. I wanted to roll my dice. (laughs) Okay, number three. (laughs) What is your favorite OC? Favorite OC? Most OCs are terrible, except my own, of course, which are all amazing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So uh, my favorite is uh, my own OC, Arteria Kapal's. Who is uh, a bat pony from uh, Australia or Australia, the land down under? Yes. <laughs> Literally down under, about a mile straight. Uh, and I write her as having a, a, a horrible Australian accent mixed with uh, made up slang that makes her completely incomprehensible. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We've got to share that with Aid. He'll love that. <laughs> uh, Flam, you should add that to yourself, uh, to a Stella fic. Like, just a one shot. Just a shot, like a shot. Fucking 
her and some down under bat pony just fucking getting into it. Yeah, and then they toss in the didgeridoo. Actually, actually, uh, I've I've talked with some people about that. Plus, I include yeah, mention of the the Australians as Australia. In Australia, yeah, I actually use that in in her main story, and she gets into a shouting match with one. It's actually quite lovely. Mm. How about? I'm up to the I'm up to the swapping sabers part. I haven't gotten past. Oh, you're like ten chapters behind. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're good then. How about we didgeridoo and go to the next question? Oh, didgeridoo you in the ass. <laughs> Thanks. I need it. It's been lonely during COVID. <laughs> How many metric dicks can you eat? Okay. I think that's an unfair question. If you're eating more than one dick, you are not giving that dick the proper attention. It's about <laughs> quality, not quantity. Finally, a true person of taste. You're either not, not giving. You must have a really refined palate, then. Ma- Magnet uh, priest, Magnet is not talking about your dick size. Oh. You're either not giving the one dick in your mouth enough attention if you need to, or the dick's not high enough quality for you to appreciate it. Uh, Got to spend extra time on it. That sounds like work. Do you like Do you like your dick with or without the skin? Rav confirmed for a pillow princess. <laughs> I think without skin, the screaming is a little too much. <laughs> With or without the peel. Um, yeah, isn't, isn't circumcision just a rubbed raw, are we? Oh. Oh, God. Okay, moving on. If you were a necrophile, would you jerk it to violon questions? So... Little background for this question. Thanks, Rav. Thank you, because uh, I'm going to need it. Vylon is known for coming into our threads. She didn't ask any questions this week, but she asked the most Mick fucked up questions that we've ever had on the cast, including awesome. like um, when dabbing at your niece's funeral, do you leave like your cummy sock in in her grave, or do you abduct her at night and make her the cummy sock? Dab was coming that night. It wasn't even the original question, but that, that makes it so much better. Oh, well, it sounds like Violet was doing all the jerking already there. Yeah, she's a very classy lady. Oh, tell me more about how you would have sex at a funeral. <laughs> Next the moment question. your question starts off with "you are a necrophile" or "you are a pedophile," and you're like, "Oh boy, we're in for it now!" Like, fucking. I now I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a necropedophile, <laughs> but, but if I was, <laughs> Scootaloo. <laughs> oh yeah, gotta get him real sad, and, like alone first before you kill him. You know, estranged from their parents. That's the important thing. No one will miss him. God, this got dark. We're moving on. <laughs> Who is your favorite villain and would you like them to bore you? What the fuck, Rab? Wow. <laughs> well, I did write that one four story with, uh... <laughs> so, I, I had... Just pull it up, because I... Mm. It's been so long, I can't... It was Show Me the Way to Go Home. 
and it featured a, a romance between Adagio and Sunset, where she kept eating people. Just oh. kept eating them. Hmm. Um, no. Uh, which I decided to do because after they uh, after they showed how big the sirens actually were in Equestria, it occurred to me that yeah, I could just do more with that, I guess. So, okay, this may be like an uncomfortable. And to be fair, uh, okay, Majin was in the chat at the time. Okay, so that if I had bad sense. ideas. That's why. Totally understood. Majin is a very positive influence on people. That's. <laughs> A genuine board question here. HIV positive. I Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, old je- old ass joke. All right, I love it. So I'm totally cool with like Vore, but like when when you start getting into like the whole like being digested by the stomach acid thing, is doesn't that take it a little too far? That's like, hard Vore. Oh, oh, I'm being I'm being digested and turned into cummies. <laughs> Okay, so there's there's like a legitimate like differentiation. Like there's hard yeah, vor and soft vor. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. But wait, there's vor. <laughs> but okay. what's vor? But what? what's one vor? For one easy payment of nineteen ninety five, we'll swallow you whole. Once upon a time in nineteen ninety four. God. Star the Undertaker through mankind. <laughs> Crappy Doo was found dead in Miami. More like my assy. I'm sorry. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> if, if spaghetti was sentient, would you food, food pwn it? Like a funny thing, I had spaghetti tonight for dinner, and I think it would be a great pwn because a spaghetti is straight until you get it wet. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Holy crap, that's the best! Oh, that's such a good premise. <laughs> so you could immediately tell when the when the spaghetti pone is horny, because yep. then she'd just be soft and not rigid. I like silently hate you for that because that is okay. like the, that is the best lesbian like horse clop setup I've heard in like months. Actually, it could go another way. Like she goes down on there. You know, starts tasting in the sauce, but then she discovers the meatballs. Hey, I uh, invented the lesbian. <laughs> I invented you, the lesbian. He does the, the, the boopy with the boppity. Yes. Does spaghetti pone have a noodle? Hey, or... we lay on top of each other like lasagna. Yeah, I mean, she just good premise, actually. It just called the story, Let's Make Lasagna. Should you should you be concerned if there's like Parmesan on top of there? No, that's extra flavor. Yes, yeah, spread me like the Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> you lick off the Parmesan sensually. <laughs> hey, Luigi, give me the Parmesan. <laughs> She's just like, uh, until I say when. No, the Parmesan only comes out if she scratches her mane. Oh god. <laughs> you make it sound like it's dandruff. That's the point! That's the joke! Just walks up to your plate at a restaurant and starts scratching her mane furiously. Just say when. Oh shit. Oh god. Okay. Up. Up. Up next. 
Would you bone SCP-1471? Is this is this the cursed is this the cursed skull SCP? Yeah. All right. Let me look up the description. Oh, that's Milo. oh no, we've got oh, this picture. one. It's Milo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? They're 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 nice. They're polite. As long as you're not put off by a skull, it's okay. Yeah, sure. I throw him a bone. Hey, your bone? They're probably nicer and more gentle than the cum goblin. <laughs> and oh. then, you know, if they bother you too much, you just face directly at them and just start jerking it, and they just disappear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're really into it, believe it or not, there is an animated skit of this particular SCP on Pornhub. I I'm found gonna it need a link to this so I can <laughs> laugh at it later. <laughs> it. I'll send you a link later. Found it and totally not looked for it. Nice. <laughs> and last but not least, the final question from Adam Smash. Countdown. You guys are awful. <laughs> the final question: What are you drinking? I was drinking uh, whiskey and Coke, which I'm now out of, unfortunately. Aw. Well, that's okay, because you did it! You got through all the questions! You survived! I did it! You, you what do I win? You... <laughs> you win fucking nothing! Yay! Yay! I mean, this year, that's about the best I could expect. <laughs> But no, Magnet, um, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your Halloween evening to come join us and, and ask these spooky questions. It's our honor to have you. We wanted you on for a while. Well, I, I was very spooked, but I was glad that I was able to get on. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, everyone, if you'd like to see if more of this content later, subscribe, where we'll have another guest next week. We're still hashing out details. So I can't necessarily confirm who it is, but I promise it won't be turkey related. <laughs> It'll be Christmas themed. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is... Shut up. Thank you for watching the Barcast. Your bartenders this evening have been Bofa Milk. Bofa. Grabma Werfer. Grabma. Is a gay banana. My uh, my gay rating has recently been updated to seven. Rav Skellington. I got my two front teeth. Our amazing guest, Magnet Bolt. I'm here too. I've given up on everything at this point. <laughs> and see you next week. Bye-bye! On Dragon Ball Z. Dragon, dragon! Woo!